This week, a lot of us are going to get our holiday shopping start. Well, why don't you treat yourself to the ultimate wrestling gift this holiday season? Starting midnight Thursday through this Monday, you can sign up for a full year's membership to adfreeshows.com at a 10% discount. Plus, get an exclusive comic book of your favorite superhero podcast host. This comic book can't be bought anywhere else. The only way to get it is to become an annual member of adfreeshows.com this weekend. Sign up or upgrade this weekend at adfreeshows.com. Whether you rent or own, Geico makes it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Having a home is hard work. So get a quote at geico.com. Easy. The most hated jeweler in America is excited to introduce you to someone very special. She's beautiful, classy, and she's brilliant. She will dazzle you. People can't stop staring at her. Meet Krista. She's easy. Wait, what? Krista is Steven Singer's most loved engagement ring and takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, 100% eye flawless, near colorless, high quality, round, brilliant cut diamond expertly set into a classic solitaire Tiffany setting that will withstand the test of time. Krista is available. She's ready for love and ready to meet you. Steven Singer isn't in the jewelry business. He's in the love business. This magnificent full one carat round, brilliant cut diamond is only 31.98. Real jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Plus free shipping and 12 months interest-free financing. Steven's showroom is open by appointment only or go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on the Krista ready for love engagement ring. Steven Singer jewelers, real jewelry, real experts for your real love. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to Arn. Of course, we couldn't do it without the enforcer himself, Double A, the founder of the Four Horsemen, the Hall of Famer, Arn Anderson. Arn, how are you, man? I'm doing wonderful. I'm enjoying this crisp, cool weather. I'm a sweater, you know. Well, you tell us uh, you got to sweat every day, which I think is a shirt over at OrangeShirts.com now. But how's your sweat going in the colder weather? Uh, not as much as it normally is, but, uh, still getting out there, getting my exercise and feel good about it. Leaving the gym at crisp air hits you in the face. Feels good. My favorite time of year. Actually, I'm more of a uh, spring summer guy, but I don't hate this time of year. And it's funny because, uh, you know, my wife being a native Minnesotan, you would think that she would not hate the cold. She hates the cold. Uh, but for whatever reason, when it first starts being quite so hot and maybe humid here in Alabama, she's excited about it, but boy, we start getting down to the forties and the thirties and she is not happy. Listen, she knows and understands a different kind of cold. Yes, she does. Up there. You have a flat tire in uh, the middle of January. You could die. Well, uh, that's Just not saying. Yeah. I mean, listen, she used to tell me that whenever she would go to school, she would have to like, you know, she, it would be a fight to get inside of her car. 
you'd have to chip away stuff off of your door handle and your windshield. And well, that has not been my experience growing up here in Alabama. And I'm sure not much of your experience either being from Georgia. It's we live in the exact same, you know, climate. Yeah. Atlanta, Huntsville, Charlotte. It's, it's those 90 days of 90 plus heat with humidity out the ass. It gets a little difficult sometimes. Not having an infinity pool kicks in about that time. Well, uh, hashtag blessed. Let's jump into our questions this week. Tony Flowers has a question for hashtag Asgar and anything. If you've been living under a rock, I could see how you would not have figured this out yet. But every other week, we hand you guys the keys to the podcast. You're in control. What do you want to hear Arn talk about? And uh, I think these might be my favorite episodes because we get to bounce around so much and cover so many different topics. Let's start with Tony today. He says, when Ronnie Garvin went over Rick for the title, how did you feel about it? Not after the fact, but when you first heard it was happening, it takes a lot of flack. Uh, Conrad and Jim Ross even did a whole episode on it. People hated it, but as a kid, it was my favorite title change. Well, Ronnie Garvin was red hot at the time. And he was very credible. And it was one of those things that you didn't think you were going to see because Ronnie was, I always say that, you know, the championship doesn't make the man. The man makes the championship. And Ronnie Garvin didn't need to be the world champion. People uh, believed in him. He had a credible following. But sometimes when you, you shock the system like that, you know, it, it works either for you or against you. I don't remember what the numbers were. Uh, following that, if, if they took a jump or whatever, but it was one of those things that actually had everybody talking. And I know that's a good thing. Yeah. It had everybody talking something else that didn't exactly have everybody talking, but it's going to be a discussion for us today. Uh, boy, this tickles me. We have a question about the old age outlaws, which I have to admit, I didn't even remember and I had to look it up, but apparently this is real. There was an old age outlaws in WCW in 2000. Uh, Ken Patera's McDonald's Boulder says in 2000, you were a part of the group old age outlaws with commissioner, Terry Funk, Paul Orndorff and Larry Zabisco going against the NWO 2000. What do you remember about this? And, uh, what was the thought going into it? I don't even remember that. <laughs> I didn't either. I looked it up and sure enough, there's Terry Funk interviewing you. And in the background, there's Paul Orndorff and Larry Zabisco. And of course the name is a ripoff of the new age outlaws on the other channel. Uh, but old age outlaws, boy, this is some silly WCW 2000 shit. I was an old age outlaw. Apparently for a week or so. Did I know about it? <laughs> Apparently not. I swear to God, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that has slipped my mind, but you know, that I have no recollection of, and that could have been something that was literally had a shelf life of one week. Cause I don't remember it at all. Has to be he has, uh, the same fellow has another question. When you were in the WWF, uh, did you mention, Hey, what about Tony Schiavone? Because you're not there too long and he's right behind you. I didn't have to Tony's reputation spoke for itself. He was, he was, Tony's a great employee. He's a great announcer. Uh, people like Tony cause he's a real human being. And, uh, 
I think they saw that. It was great when he came up there because Tony and I were very good friends for Crockett. Uh, when we worked for Crockett, I mean, we traveled to TVs back and forth together. Sometimes Tony's to this day is a good friend of mine. We should mention, uh, we got a lot of tweets in late mid to late October about this anniversary angle. We're going to cover it next October because we had a lot of questions about, Hey, when are you going to talk about the whole, make it good parking lot angle? or Magnum TA's wreck that all happened, uh, in, I believe in October of 86. And it's really hard to imagine that. I think the parking lot, make it good angle and TA's crash happened in the same calendar week. I might be mistaken on that. Uh, but the mid Atlantic championship podcast wants to know, uh, what you remember about that crazy week where creatively it feels like a high when you guys are attacking dusty, but then you find out that one of your brethren Boy, he's in a bad way. Same week. Highest of highs and lowest of lows. Uh, when you're that age, you know, I would have been probably, well, I don't know, 27, 28, somewhere in there. Uh, I'm not sure. You think you're invincible. And uh, when we did the thing with Dusty, you just, even the, the feel of riding in that Cadillac with the camera in there with us and having a reason for the camera to got to be in there with us, you know, a strong arm in him and, and threaten him into, you know, Hey, make sure you, you get all this film, all this, all that. It just felt good. And, and when we jumped on dusty, you just knew that we had something that was different, that people were not going to appreciate the fact that five guys you know, beat the crap out of one guy in the parking lot. That's going to, it's, this is going to work because that guy was dusty roads and they knew he was not going to stand for it long. And, you know, there was going to be a reckoning and there was, and, uh, I thought it was well done, but then you turn around and you wake up in the morning and, and I hear Rick's voice going, have you heard, have I heard what? Magnum had a car wreck last night. He's in intensive care. You know, I'm coming to get you. And uh, we met those guys, uh, JJ, Tully, and uh, we met down at the hospital. Somebody sent the word up. They took us back through a back entrance, back elevator, like a service elevator, and took us up to his room. And uh, I just saw him the night before big, robust, 255-pound, good-looking, strong athlete. And he's laying there with tubes running out of him. And he couldn't speak. He couldn't say anything. He just looked at us. And I'll never forget those teary eyes that he was looking at us with. And he knew, and we knew how serious it was. But in those days, you, you thought, well, hey, let him just, you know, let him get a month here where he can just heal up a little bit and get back in the gym, and he'll be back in six months. You know, we're all tough. He's tough. We're tough. He can overcome this, not knowing just how severe those injuries were. And uh, <clears throat> it never got better. It only got worse. As time went on, it didn't get better. It, it just, when you finally realize this could be permanent, it's a hell of a reality check and it's a hell of a wake up call for your own mortality. Well, I don't know how to transition from that. Um, 
Uh, let me, let me find something a little more lighthearted. Did, did Arn watch WrestleMania three? And at the time, what were his thoughts on the event itself? And then the specific matches of Hogan, Andre and steamboat savage. Well, yeah, that's the ones that stole the show. Um, I was thrilled to be, you know, in those days it wasn't, I hadn't been in an office position. I was just a wrestler and I was so thrilled to see the business flourishing. Like it was, you know, did I aspire to go there and wrestle probably in the back of my mind, but I was certainly happy where I was, uh, Pensacola was, uh, I had the time of my life and it wasn't the financial time of my life. But I was making enough money that a single guy sharing a condo with Scott Armstrong could live pretty damn good. Uh, and having access to the beach every day was just glorious. And then you cut on WrestleMania three, and you go, you know, I, I don't know how much those guys are making, but I bet it's a bunch. I had no idea how much of a bunch, but it was just so successful. And you're just proud of the industry as a whole. Well, it's happening. The holidays are finally here as if 2020 couldn't get any more stressful. Of course, by now we're all used to it. This Friday, typically people go out and spend money. They don't have on things they don't need all in the name of holiday cheer. It's called black Friday for a reason. RIP to your credit card debt. Am I right? I read a while back that the average family puts Christmas on a credit card and it takes about six months to pay it off. Uh-uh. There's got to be a better way than that. Don't get stuck making minimum payments and make this a new year's resolution. Go to SaveWithConrad.com right now. We're going to show you how to get a lower monthly payment and get rid of all your credit card debt, just like that. And you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this, but maybe best of all, you get to skip your single biggest bill. That's right. No house payments in December or in January. You're done until February 1st. And of course, come February, you're going to have the best mortgage you ever had. I'm talking a lower monthly payment, a much better interest rate. And best of all, we're going to show you how to pay your house off faster and do it with cheaper monthly payments. Find out how much money you can save right now for free. We're licensed in more than 40 states. You don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket. And if we can't save you cash, we won't waste your time. So what are you waiting for? Find out how much money you can save for free and make this the best Christmas ever at savewithconrad.com. And remember, when you go to savewithconrad.com, you're dealing with me. You can even send me an email, conrad at savewithconrad.com, or give us a call, 888-425-0105. But the surefire way to make it happen for your family is savewithconrad.com. And my last number, 65084, equal housing lender, savewithconrad.com. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. Fortunately, Geico makes it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. It's a good thing too, because having a home is hard work. Go to Geico.com, get a quote and see how much you could save. Geico.com. Easy. Travis wants to know, uh, maybe something you weren't so proud of the industry of uncensored 96. It was Hogan and Savage versus the world. The cage looked like it was going to break the whole time. What were you thinking during that match? Uh, I was thrown together. Wasn't stable like it should have been. And just, I don't know. Um, three different levels, 188 heels all taken on Hogan and Savage. It feels stupid. Yeah. 
I would say that's probably a good assessment. Uh, you know, there's there's some stuff that I block out from the old days that were really just didn't make a lot of sense. It were just purely put out there to be theatrical and may work, may not work. Uh, you know, it's like the night and Halloween havoc big show got through off the roof. Of the <laughs> it kind of tests, it kind of tests your own mentality and what you're willing to accept <laughs> being inside the business. You know, this was another one of those cases. Uh, you got to work with your old pal Zeus. I'm sure you were excited about that. Uh, well, I just wish I could have figured out if he was looking at me or across the room. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Jeff wants to know what does Arn think of WWE video zooming in on every hit and move the shaking of the camera and, and the many camera cuts. Is this something that's been discussed in the locker room or amongst the boys? Do you feel like it takes away from the overall experience of the match or do you like it? Some stuff is better left to where it was, you know, it's like, I get the concept of giving you the, the grittier I'm in the ring type feel. Let's the, the fan feel like he's in there in the middle of, of all the fighting. Let's face it. Some stuff needs to be protected. It doesn't need to be zoomed in on. Um, so that would be the downside of that. Some guys just aren't good and women just aren't good. You want to pull back and protect them with camera shots. You don't want to zoom in and just let you know how rotten they really are. Yeah. It's, uh, not something fans online like at all. Let's find us another question here. Arn, uh, Nick wants to know rough estimate. What percentage of superstars today do you think are true students of the game? I assume things like asking for feedback from Vince producers or veterans watching every match on the show, working out in the ring before the show. Who are some notable names or some surprising ones that maybe fans don't think is a real student, but really was. Hmm. I'd say Seth Rollins, uh, Dean Ambrose, Dolph Ziegler. Uh, I'm a big fan of SCU right now. Uh, those guys, two of them are veterans, Frankie and Daniels. The other kid has got a huge upside awaiting him in this business, Scorpio. Uh, God, those guys are talented and what a great team. And I think probably heading the list again, and people get tired of me saying this, but I don't know of any two bigger students of the business then the revival, X revival, FTR. FTR are two guys that are constantly looking at tape, constantly talking about uh, concepts and picking my brain, picking Tully's brain. Uh, God knows how many other people, but they do their homework, and you're going to see it in the matches going forward. That's for sure. Joseph says back in the mid eighties, do you think dusty was trying too hard to make himself look cool? He put himself with Magnum. He had baby dolls of valet. Uh, he, uh, briefly wore the paint with the road warriors watching old clips. Now it seems like he was trying really hard to keep up with flair and Tully's cool factor in this era. 
No, I think he was smart. You know, uh, he was the biggest star in the company. And uh, I think when you know that you're the biggest star in the company, you do everything you can do to to continue to be the biggest star in the company. And I think when he aligned himself, like with the Road Warriors, it's after they had allowed us to get some heat on him. Uh, and he brought back those two guys the very first day in Philadelphia, which, as you can imagine, Dusty being painted up like the Road Warriors and the, us being in the ring waiting on them, and here they come busting through that door. Uh, it was a good move. If you'd have been in that ring with me, you'd have realized what a good move it was. Uh, I think Dusty was great at self-promotion, but most top baby faces are. They have to be. You have to have your ear on the ground and be aware of what the audience is wanting. And, you know, a lot of people are critical of Dusty's booking. The one thing, if you go back and check year after year, week after week, month after month, he let us go on TV and get heat. Wasn't on him all the time, but we would end up speaking about him. And he allowed us to be bullies on television and get our heat so that when we got to the arenas, people would pay to see us get our ass kicked. And that's a simple formula, but if you got the right players, it absolutely works. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work, but you know, what's easy bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or your renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Here's a fun question here. I know you're going to dig this one. Rogue time. Lord one wants to know what would you rather do? Take the cornet fall off the scaffold. Take the Foley fall from the cell through the table or slap me in the face. Marty Lundy style. What was the last one? Slap Ming in the face. Marty Lundy style. Well, let's see. None of the above are attractive. (laughs) I would say the fall off the empire state building would not be enough to sway me into the Ming spot. Yep. Uh, the other option was upside down flip land off the top of the cage through the announce table, right? Yeah. Or you could just be corny and and fall off the scaffold. Do you remember the old starcade bump? Yeah. Why don't I just drop and nobody even had to be there pretending they were going to catch me. I'd still land on my ass, probably blow my back knees, everything else out, but still lot less painful than the human vegematic eating your head. That'd be mean. <laughs> uh, Nick, the Norseman wants to know, do you have a favorite match this year so far? Favorite match this year. Yeah. I, and people are going to probably chew my ass out about it, but I don't care. I like what I like. Um, a couple of weeks back. It was part of the tournament. Kenny Omega and Pentagon had a single match qualifying match. Real good. You liked it too. Yeah. 
you know, the knock and part of my knock on all this young talent, it's not the incredible stuff they do. It's the fact that they don't feature it enough and sell it properly and put it in critical parts of the match to where they're game changers. They did all that. They slowed it down. They sold every spectacular thing that they did to each other. I felt it. I saw the match, you know, dipping back and forth between each guy's, you know, being in control. And, and I loved it. I thought it was phenomenal. And the athleticism and the thought process and everything that you wanted, the selling, the storytelling, I thought was fantastic. That's the best one I've seen lately. Uh, Jeremy wants to know, I wonder if Arn had been in the company in 89, would a, a program with Rick and Arn have been better or worse than the program that Rick worked with funk. You and I've sort of freestyled this before that maybe it could have been fun to see you and, and Rick, uh, in this era, of course, uh, he's referencing when you were still over with the world wrestling federation and then coming back, but that could have been an interesting little turn of events, especially since with funk fresh off the heels of the steamboat feud, they tried to turn Rick babyface, and funk was the heel. Would it have worked you and, and Rick in 89? And if so, who would have been the heel? I don't think it would have ever worked. I just, I don't believe, and, and he may be an exception. The gentleman with the question, what's his name? Uh, Jeremy, Jeremy. Jeremy, this it may be something that you enjoy, but I'll just put this food for thought out there because I was there for all of them. I don't think fans as a group, by and large, will buy the fact that a guy is fighting his brother, whether it be the Hardys fighting each other, the Steiners fighting each other. Uh, you can go back and look at any of the brother combinations or family members that I just don't think the audience would dial into the fact what hey, he's really going to break his brother's leg or break his arm or pop his shoulder out or anything like that. And I think people regarded Rick and I as like brothers and we were like brothers for, for a long time. And I just don't think they looked at us fighting each other and got into it to where they were really, a, you know, Hey, 80% for this guy, 20% for the other guy. I just think is it is the angle we had, no matter when you would have done it, I don't think the audience would have bought into the fact that, hey, this guy will pop this guy's shoulder out if it means he can win the championship. I don't think that line of thought ever figured into a match, so I think you lose something on the credibility side. And maybe that's just me. Maybe the audience out there, and, and I hope they tell us, do you like brothers fighting? Do you buy into all those things? Cause it's an interesting question. I just assumed what their slant would be. They being the audience, maybe I'm way off. Keyboard warrior wants to know in your big workout days that you have one or maybe two over the counter supplements that were your go-to. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, you always took the extra protein for sure. Um, there was a highly caffeinated uh, pill that was, I know that it was in Rome, and I, I was taking them when I was powerlifting, 
prior to getting in the business and then continued on with them for a while after that. It's called daytimes. Mm. And you could buy them right over the counter, any convenience store. And man, you took a couple of those. You were ready to work out. You were ready to drive 300 miles. You're ready to wrestle, whatever. And those things really, really worked. And, uh, I took, took those for a while and, uh, your multivitamins are always a good thing. You, it's like with those, you take them and you don't realize they're doing anything until you quit taking them. And then you know that you feel not quite as energetic. Something's not quite right. Uh, but that's about it. Uh, here's another one here that uh, we haven't exactly talked about before. Patrick Williams says, I remember a guy that used to work here in the Southeast when I was a kid. Arn, do you have any memories or stories about the golden boy, Chick Donovan? (laughs) Yes, I do. Chick is a different cat. He really is. And what a gimmick. I mean, he tanned as he could be always in shape, long blonde hair, had the glitter on, would put the glitter on his body after he put on the, the baby oil, uh, he happened to be in Pensacola. And, uh, when I first went down there, he was kind of finishing up. He had a few weeks left. So, so I got to work with him a couple of times and you just kind of get a sense that he's a different cat. But anyway, Scott Armstrong and I lived together and one Sunday it was raining I mean, just pouring. So we knew we couldn't go to the beach or anything like that. So, hey, you need to pick up anything at the mall? Let's, let's go to the mall. Now, it's pouring outside. So we walk in the first set of doors to the mall. Then we go through the second set where there's nothing. There's not really any businesses right there right away. It's just kind of a open, dead, desolate area. And out of the corner of my eye, I see Chick sitting at a table with a stack of pictures in full gear in a rainstorm attempting to sell pictures. Now let's just say (laughs) (laughs) Scott and I had had a couple beers before we went to the mall. Um, (laughs) I don't really know what to say. I looked at Scott. I said, do you see this? Now, there was no one in line, as you could imagine. Mm. The fact that it was pouring rain just added added (laughs) to the ambiance. I never asked him because I didn't want to know the answer as to what that was all about. That's my Chick Donovan story. The most hated jeweler in America is excited to introduce you to someone very special. She's beautiful, classy, and she's brilliant. She will dazzle you. People can't stop staring at her. Meet Krista. She's easy. Wait, what? Krista is Steven Singer's most loved engagement ring and takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, 100% eye flawless, near colorless, High quality, round, brilliant cut diamond expertly set into a classic solitaire Tiffany setting that will withstand the test of time. Krista is available. 
She's ready for love and ready to meet you. Steven Singer isn't in the jewelry business. He's in the love business. This magnificent full one carat round brilliant cut diamond is only $31.98. Real jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Plus free shipping and 12 months interest free financing. Steven's showroom is open by appointment only or go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on the Krista ready for love engagement ring. Steven Singer Jewelers, real jewelry, real experts for your real love. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. That's a great story too. Here's a fun question. Uh, I hope you remember this one. Jay Wack wants to know Luke Gallows has a funny story about sneaking backstage and meeting you and giving you a highlight tape back when he was in his twenties. Any memories of this? Did he ever bring it up to you later? I don't remember that, but I love him. I love Luke Gallows. He's uh man. He's one of the good guys. He's one of the talented guys in this business. And, and he's just, he's one of the boys, but I don't remember that particular situation. That's actually happened a few times where you meet a guy before you know him. And then later, you know, him, and they remind you. Yeah. And they always have a really nice gift. You know, it's like a guy at your, uh, at the last star cast I did for you in Baltimore. Remember, I think I told you the story. A guy, the guy walks up to me, we're signing and stuff. And he goes, you know, this was my favorite. Don't know if you still have the original, but I thought you'd want to have one for your, your trophy case. And the guy hands me a replica of the world television title. Mm. Pretty damn nice gift. You know, I asked him where he got it. And I think he said somewhere over in the middle East, something, you know, but it's pretty expensive gift. I don't, I haven't gotten things like that in the past. It was very humbling, but it was, it was pretty cool. Over the years, I do have had people that would give me like a collection of DVDs or something. Hey, here's your whole career. You know, I think your buddy up and around Greensboro gave me my, every match there's ever been on television compiled in a, in a whole collection. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. What's his name? Um, one of the guys that were on the ringside up in Greensboro every time we were there. Uh, I'm thinking it's, uh, said Dan. No, it's not Bruce Mitchell. It's not, uh, oh, oh, Dick Bourne. Dick. I got it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Dan's kind of sounds like Dick. Yeah. I really shit the bed on that one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, for them to put that kind of time into one of those ventures means a lot to me. It really does, you know, and it, that was pretty cool. And so if Luke did that, then he would, must've been a, you know, big fan and a good dude. And I appreciate it. Let's, uh, let's keep it moving here. I'm excited to talk about. Uh, well, I, I just want to see your reaction here. Cause we get this question all the time, but this one's phrased a little differently. So I'm going to give it a shot. Paul writes, when's the last time you spoke to Sid? Um, Starcade, not Starcade shit. Wrestlecade. I want to say last Thanksgiving, 2019, I, I was signing for you and we did a live show that night. Right. 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 He, he was there signing and he was at the Marriott across the way. I was, I came out of the elevators and he was there with a group of three or four guys talking. Uh, we said, hello, shook his hand and went on about my business. There you go. Uh, Nate wants that, to know, go ahead. I don't mean to cut you off. 
Well, no, no. I just, you know, for all the people that, you know, are, you know, have very strong feelings about wanting to hear the unfortunate story of what happened over in Europe. That's been a closed book for a long time, folks. So, you know, you got to move on with your life and realize your mistakes and agree that, uh, you know, things could have been worse than what they were. Thank God they weren't. We move on with our lives. You ask forgiveness for a lot of people in a lot of situations. And sometimes it's just good to agree that, that uh, everybody was wrong and move on. And that's, and that's what's happened. Nate wants to know, does Arn have any memories or stories of working with Nick Bockwinkle, either as an agent in the WWF or WCW? What do you think of his work or promos? And what was he like as a person? Best dressed maybe of all time, huh? You ever see Nick Bockwinkle that he wasn't dressed to the lines? No. Uh, always had that swagger, always had that hair looking right, slick back, you know, looked like a champion, carried himself like a champion, uh, had that accent, that, uh, Minnesota accent. He just, uh, Nick was a class act and he was a excellent performer. And he was one of the guys that they represented the business. Well, I thought. Uh, Michael wants to know, do you think any wrestler executes the spine buster as well as you did? Oh, I'm sure, you know, uh, Rhino has a great spine buster. Uh, Hunter does a good spine buster. Uh, help me out here. Who else? And, and we're talking, you know, they do it just like I did it. Right. They do the the pivot and pivot and all that. There's, you know, Ron Simmons has a version. Batista had a version. A lot of guys, uh, Bobby Roode does it like I do it. He does excellent. And, uh, right now, Brock, my kid's got a pretty good one going on. So when can we see that one much later? <laughs> <laughs> I had to ask. I want, well, yeah. And, and you know what? He, uh, he, uh, he is doing all the right things. He's a good kid. He's a good student. He's, uh, he studies everything. I just want him when he steps through the ropes to be as confident as he could possibly be in everything he does and to have enough tools on his tool belt that he can go out and, uh, when it's all said and done and send to the match, have people thinking, you know what, that Anderson's kid's going to be a good one. And, uh, that's where I think we're heading. I'm not going very far. Oh, I'm in a rush. It's too uncomfortable. Sometimes I just forget. Don't kid yourself, guys. There's no such thing as a good excuse for not buckling up. If you've used any of these excuses or any others, you're putting yourself at risk of injury or even death. In 2018, nearly 10,000 people were unbuckled when they were killed in crashes. That's 43% of people killed in motor vehicle crashes that were not wearing seatbelts. No matter what kind of vehicle you drive, wearing your seatbelt is the best defense in a crash. Even when you sit in the back seat, you still need to buckle up. That goes for when you ride in taxis and use ride sharing services too. Cops are on the lookout and writing tickets. So why take the risk? Seatbelts save lives. So do the smart thing and buckle up every trip day or night, click it or ticket. 
Whether you own or rent, GEICO makes it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. Go to GEICO.com today. Bayer wants to know, what are your thoughts on Willie Hobbs? Seems like everyone, uh, or seems like someone who could benefit and excel quickly under the enforcer's learning tree. You've seen a little bit of Hobbs in AEW. What do you think of his stuff so far? I got nothing but nothing but time for that young man. He came up to me the, his first day there, and he's friends with uh, Big Zeke. Remember Zeke? Yep. Trap traps out the ass. Ezekiel. Yeah, they're friends. And he said, uh, you know, Zeke sent you a message and all that, and and we started talking. The kid's got a great attitude, and he is a big dude as well. Uh, moves good, powerful. I think he's going to have a good career. I think, uh, they like him at AEW. Uh, he signed, I believe. So, uh, he has a very huge upside looking at him. He's a good, good man. From what I can tell, very respectful of the business. He's been very respectful to me. I will help him any way I can. Lots to unpack on some of these questions. Uh, that I just ran across. I'm going to circle back, but I did see one that I feel like you could have fun with. Scott wants to know, looking at WCW, it always seemed like the ring looked stiffer and harder than WWE's ring, which was the more solid or harder on the body. It felt like in WWE, you could see the mat give and WCW just seemed more firm. I, I don't know shit about this for you answer, but looking, I've always thought that the WWF rings were stiffer. I mean, I've heard some of the guys, I think over the years, even compare it to concrete. And I think Bruce maybe said once, you know, in that Hogan era where he's wrestling monsters, they felt like they needed to reinforce the ring a little more. And that didn't really change until Vince himself started to take a few bumps in the ring in the late nineties. And then he was like, God damn, we got to change this. You worked in all, all of them who had the tougher rings. Yeah, for sure. It was WWF rings were hard big time and bigger and it made your running the ropes different yeah it was a different number of steps the uh crockett rings were incredible wcw rings were incredible um haven't taken really what i would consider any bumps in the aew rings but everyone seems to think they're excellent you know i talked to dustin and and uh, a couple of guys at billy gun that have had been in all all the rings and uh they agree uh the uh wwe rings were the hardest and uh the other ones were much much better let's uh let's keep it moving here i'm excited to uh to ask you a boot question because seth heard something and keyed in on it i believe arn said that he only ever carried one pair of boots but I was watching an old episode of Crockett on the network from 88 and Arn was wearing a yellow pair of boots. What's the story on that? I don't remember you ever wearing yellow boots. I did wear yellow boots a couple times. I was probably really tanned <laughs> and thought I was looking way too good in yellow tights and yellow boots. Uh, I think the question from before was, did, did you ever carry any extra boots in yeah, your bag? Just one at a time, right? Yeah. Just one pair, couple, you know, several pair of tights cause you know, stuff could get spilled on them. You never knew something might break in your bag and get on, get on some of your stuff. And you just wanted to always have clean gear. 
two pair of knee pads. He always had an extra pair of knee pads, but mostly one pair of boots. And granted, there was a couple of my selections of boots that probably weren't met favorably. Remember, I was a heel. Right. That that fedora probably was not endeared to the human spirit either. There was a reason for it. Everybody went apeshit when they saw that. They what? Get that stupid hat off. God damn, Anderson, what kind of hat is that? Way Lowly sees that. He's going to get on your ass about that. And he did. Switch me and I got double heat. If I'm getting heat with Oli, it's working. Tell me about the boots. Uh, you, you had a quite a, quite a few different color combinations. The, uh, the red and the black, the black and the silver, the, the white and the red. Is there a, a favorite pair or a favorite color combination that you were really feeling yourself like, oh shit, these are the, these are my best ones. I felt like when the horsemen, you know, were in their infancy, uh, we were all kind of, and it wasn't, first of all, my, I have a pair of Anderson boots that will always be special, which means when only Anderson made me a member of his family which made me a member of Gene's family. That's about as strong as it could get for a kid with my aspirations at that time. And the fact that I was allowed to copy his boots and for us to match was a big deal for me. Yeah. And that's, that's the boots that I hold nearest and dearest to my heart because that's when I was given my career. I was an Anderson before I was a horseman. And, uh, and for them to accept me as equals at the point in my career that I was at, they'll always mean the most. I think when I started to come out with my own identity and Tully and I were partners and thing, I kind of gravitated towards the yellow and white just because I thought they looked good. Just red and black or, or red and white, or, you know, University of Georgia colors, that's that's my favorite colors. And whatever color scheme it is, whether it be polo shirts or, or workout shirts or whatever it may be. So I kind of lean towards the those. Um, now you could, if you were going to go on an extended run to where you were going to be gone two weeks or two and a half weeks, didn't benefit it did benefit you to have a pair of black boots and then you could just put any tights in there that you wanted to if you're going to have to pack six pair of tights everything matched black boots so that was a strategy there but uh red and white was probably my favorite yeah it's sort of the uh the classic look at least in my mind uh big extra wants to know, Hey, Arn at survivor series 89, when Tully was removed from the match against the warriors team, why was Bobby Heenan put in the match instead of a full-time wrestler? Was it that last minute that he was the only choice? Uh, just because when you have a substitution in a match and Tully Blanchard was a pretty big name, it's a pretty big substitution. You wanted it to be someone that you of equal value. If you could, Bobby Heenan had a lot of heat during that situation. And we figured the way we had it structured warrior getting his hands on Bobby Heenan actually in a match setting and able to get a one, two, three on Bobby would be a huge moment and something to where the people would feel like they didn't get cheated because Tully wasn't there. Ken wants to know, would you rather eat a double cheeseburger with cheese fries or wrestle the renegade than Iron Man match? 
No third option. <laughs> I thought for sure this was easy. You might not love cheese, but geez, that would have been a tough day. But this heat with cheese is deeper than I thought. Only with burgers and sandwiches. The audience gets it. I'm explaining it to them periodically. They get it. I'll, it's not that I hate cheese and everything. It's just on sandwiches and burgers. And let me just say this for the cheese lovers, other than have to be anywhere in the same area code as the renegade, I'll just hold my nose and go with the cheese. The most hated jeweler in America makes holiday shopping easy. Steven singer has the perfect gift for that special. Someone who's the center of your universe. The one who your whole world revolves around that person. Who's the star of your love story. Show her. It's her with Steven's brand new exclusive star of love diamond necklace. Picture it, a star necklace covered in real sparkling diamonds with an open heart in the center. This beautiful necklace is just $128 plus fast and free shipping in time for Christmas. Great jewelry doesn't have to be expensive Buy real jewelry from a real jeweler. You can trust Steven singer is not in the jewelry business. He's in the love business. It's easy. Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on the star of love diamond necklace. Steven's real expert jewelers are available seven days a week to help you in his showroom at the other corner of the eighth and Walnut in Philly by appointment only or through email chat, phone text, or virtual video appointments, real jewelry, real experts for your real love. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about, I can't believe, uh, we haven't asked this already. Maybe we have in different ways, but John just gets right to the point and he says, how full of shit is Manny Fernandez? We all have distorted views of the past. <laughs> Some more than others. Uh, I think Manny has a memory of the business that just like I do. And everyone else has, um, maybe his is a little different than the rest. He does have some interesting stories about being in Vietnam and playing for the dolphins and stuff that, uh, might be intriguing to a sports buff like yourself or a history buff. Conrad, you might want to sit him down and talk to him sometime. Sure. Be interesting when you start matching up the timelines. It would be entertaining no matter what. It would be incredibly entertaining. Uh, Wes Etheridge wants to know, what's your favorite Colonel Robert Parker memory? And why is it when he took a dump in his pants in the war games? That's not. <laughs> <laughs> There's some sick minds out there. There are, but you know, it is a fun story. It's not every day. A guy shits his pants. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. And I, and, and I guess unless you're in the ring and you're looking right at it, when it occurs, it doesn't have the same value hearing it decades later, but I could certainly see it in that white suit. Uh, Colonel Parker is just he was just, if you've ever heard him tell stories, have you been around him at all? 
Uh, no. Conrad? No, sir. Uh, your kind of guy. Southern boy. The stories are told from a Southern flavor. Uh, and he's a veteran. He's been around for so long. He has so many stories from old timers that were, you know, older than me, even, you know, different when he first started and breaking in with some of the real, real old timers. And he just has incredible stories. His sense of humor is incredible. It's just, uh, it's hard to pick out any one thing, but he just, he's hilarious. We've got, uh, an interesting one here. I'm not sure you'll know how to answer. Ray LaDuke wants to know, how would you, who would you rank? as your best five or worst five promoters in wrestling? Hmm. Best five, Ron don't, Fuller. Don't say Tony Khan either. We're, we're not talking about current stuff. We understand that. That's a given. But Ron Damn, Fuller. You just, you just cut me off. Well, I just know. Oh, and the look. Because, you know, I'm, I deal with Tony Schiavone every week. Just It's like, Help me out. Come on. We know you like where you work now. That's a given. I'm talking about in the past where you can speak freely. Don't you think that the people that work for you, that you are beloved to them? Uh, I do. Maybe not all I the time. Maybe not Matt Coon. Maybe not Stan Morris, but a couple of those guys, they probably dig it. You're a great boss. Trust <laughs> me. I know the difference. <laughs> um, Ron Fuller, he's on the list of your favorites. Yeah, as a promoter. We're talking promoters now? Yes, sir. Is that who we're talking about? Yes, sir. Promoters now. Okay. Um, it's probably going to be easier to go the worst. Let's go with the worst then. Well, yeah, the worst. Um, even though I learned a lot from him, I uh, Bill Watts was a bit of a bully. I knew you were going and, with and Watts. Well, he's just intimidating. And I just, as you, you know, as you are a man young in the business, you learn to keep your mouth shut and your hands to yourself when, when you're thinking, Hey, you know, I've, I've been talked to like this, you know, and that's reaching in a man's manhood when you, when you go past the line, but when you're the boss, you know, and you've, you've been renowned as, as like a tough guy on top of that. You know, when you're 25 years old and you're just getting into business and he's offered you your first job, it's kind of hard to have anything other than a respectful feeling for him until he does chew your ass out and goes past the line and, uh, and then takes it out of your check a couple times for no apparent reason, which you figure out as you get into business a little longer. It's not such a pleasant feeling, but, but that would just be one guy. Um, I heard that, uh, working for, uh, Nick Goulas was not a pleasant situation. And I heard it from Bobby Eaton, who doesn't have anything bad to say about anybody. His words good enough for me. Um, some pretty bad horror stories about guys going out to Kansas city and starving to death. I look at that as not being favorable. Um, of course, there'll always be the tragedy that happened uh, in Puerto Rico, right? Yep. We'll carry that stigma around with us, you know, all of us that love the business and and just know the horror of how that must have transpired because we've all been in locker room settings 
for years and years and decades and decades and to see something like that occur a tragedy like that i can only imagine the feeling can you imagine what dutch van tail was feeling about that time no tony atlas guys that have been around for a while no you know, that have that have good hearts i can't imagine um Let's see here. Where else do we have? And not having worked a whole lot of territories, you know, my experiences with Crockett were good. Uh, for the most part, my experiences with Vince were good, for the most part. Um, it's kind of a mixed bag. I don't know that I have five either way. Hope he'll accept that as an answer. Oh, of course. Absolutely. The holidays are just around the corner. Got a quick question for you. Are you looking for a way to stay connected with your loved ones during the holidays this year? This is going to be a pretty challenging year due to all the social distancing and a lot of folks not wanting to travel right now. So here's the thing. If you're not able to be in person, Skylight might be the perfect gift for you. If you're thinking to yourself, I want to give a gift that will make my mom or dad or grandmother or grandfather feel like they're right there with us during the holidays, boom, skylight to the rescue. And if you're not able to travel to them during this current situation, I really can't recommend the skylight frame enough. We haven't talked about this a lot on my shows, but uh, my mother-in-law recently moved from Denver to Charlotte, North Carolina. Well, of course, now during social distancing, she wants to be near the grandkids and we're down here in Alabama. It's probably less than ideal. And we thought the skylight would be a home run. So this past weekend, we gifted my mother-in-law, one of these new skylight frames, and she absolutely loved it. Now here's the pro tip. What we did, we preloaded it with pictures, but all weekend she was getting updates in real time. Let me explain for a really special gift for the special people in your life. You really have to check out skylight frame. It's a photo frame that you can update instantly by email from anywhere. This is a perfect way to feel close to those that you really care about. Even when you have to be separated. I want to mention it sets up effortlessly in under 60 seconds. You just plug it in, use the touch screen to connect to your wireless network and enjoy sending photos to skylight is effortless. Everyone in the family can just email them to this personal skylight email address and they pop up in seconds. It's worth mentioning multiple people can send photos to the frame. So it's a great way to keep a whole network in place. So right now, of course, she can get pictures from all three of the grandkids and it's just so cool. It's a black and white frame. It's a black frame with a white mat. Excuse me. It looks like a real photo frame. It's going to look classy in your house. But man, this is special. As we mentioned, it's a 10 inch touchscreen. You can swipe through the photos with your finger, or you can even tap the photo to thank the person who sent you the photo. By the way, this is 100% satisfaction guaranteed. If you don't love your skylight, they'll offer you a full refund. And as I said, you can preload it with your favorite photos for a personalized gift. This has been a home run at my house. I can't recommend it enough, especially if you have grandparents or in-laws or whatever that live a, a, a good distance away from you. Dude, I, I'm a hero at my house and it's because of skylight frame. Can't recommend it enough. And right now as a special offer, you can get $10 off your purchase of a skylight frame. When you go to skylightframe.com 
and enter the promo code ARN. That's right. To get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame, just go to skylightframe.com and enter the promo code ARN. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E.com, and the promo code is ARN. Let's do a fun one here. Paulo wants to know during Bret Hart's hall of fame speech, he told the story of Arn taking a swig of beer that had an artificial ear inside the glass. Does Arn remember that happening? And could he share more details? Yep. But it was a double sea breeze. Let's be clear. Double stoly sea breeze. So Brett and I and Tully and Terry Taylor and Ted DiBiase, Haku used to drink a lot. That's a pretty good crew, huh? Yeah. Nobody's messing with I that think, crew. Think about it. It's uh, the only one that weren't tough. Was probably me and Terry Taylor. Uh, but it was, uh, you know, we drank some at the Marriott because you had that 6 a.m. flight, business first. You'd get back to the hotel. And sometimes you would get there in time to order a little food. Sometimes you wouldn't. Sometimes you could call ahead. They would send it to your room, room service. Then you would spend the hours of about uh, 12.30 to about 1.30 to 2, depending on what time they closed, having a few drinks. So you could immediately go to your room and go to sleep and get maybe two and a half, three, hour, three and a half hours sleep. So we're in there drinking, and uh, I forget whose friend it was, but probably Brett got my attention with some conversation just to get me to look away. Uh, and I, some time passes and we're drinking and Brad orders another round of drinks and I get another double sea breeze and we're talking and da, 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 da. And all of a sudden I turn up, this would have been about my fourth one, maybe fourth double, turn it up. And it's like, Damn, all that ice fell down. The piece of ice hit me right in the nose. And as I turned the glass back down, I look, and right on top of it is a plastic ear. And I look over, and DiBiase, with that loud laugh, busts out laughing, and the guy beside him turns his head towards me, and he's missing an ear. Two and two will tell you that ear that's missing off his head has been floating around in my drink. <laughs> Once that set in, I started puking and I puked all the way out of the bar, all the way down the hall to my drink, to my room, to where I spent the next 10 minutes hovered over the toilet with that feeling of this guy as it turned out was a burn victim for god's sakes he has this prosthetic ear stuck on his head and you can only imagine how much wax was involved with that probably not a sanitary thing and the fact that he was willing to let it float around in a stranger's alcohol drink made it even nastier that's uh, the story i don't know how we beat that um, we're, we're going to do two more, I guess, and then we'll wrap things up. Jonathan wants to know, do you think the horseman would have assembled in the WWF had flair actually joined the company in the summer of 88, where he had been flirting, apparently to even make an appearance on the brother love show at that debut SummerSlam. Of course, we know Barry signed a short time after that. And JJ is going to be there too. 
it feels like you would have had all the players there. Do you think Vince would have ever went with that idea or was he still sort of digging his heels in, in that era about, ah, that's a creation from somebody else. We're not doing that. That shit won't work here. Blah, blah, blah. Never. He would have never used this in our entirety. Why do you think that is just because it wasn't an out, it was someone else's creation. That's certainly the narrative online. Or is it more about, you know, he didn't want you guys doing the whole, we make more money and we got women and we got riches and blah, blah, blah. Sort of the horseman, more adult themed promo. That wasn't exactly what the company was doing in 88. Do you think it was one of those or something else? No, it wasn't his creation. And he always liked to bring guys in and, you know, that hadn't been used at all somewhere else, but had talent and like put a different coat of paint on them and make them someone else and give them a character so that they were now his creation. And if you went totally with that flow, you'd have been okay because then you became WWE guy. We could have never, if we'd have walked in that door with that gimmick in its entirety, I mean, the heat would have been incredible in the locker room, but you know, once the houses jumped, like I knew they would, he would never have used us the way we should be used. You know what I'm saying? He would have never, cause he couldn't take credit for creating us. And he would have never pushed us the way we should have been pushed. It's just one of those things that he would have never agreed to do in a thousand years. I can't believe we haven't talked about this yet, but let's finish our show today. Our, our ask aren't anything. We should remind you that we've got a fun show coming your way next week. It's TLC 2010. As a reminder, you get all these shows early and ad free over at adfreeshows.com, including our exclusive sit down interview with uh, Jim Hurd, the fantastic championship belt series, all in 4k, uh, and lots of bonus Arn content, including some, some zooms zoom did, uh, or Arn did a zoom early this month. I'm sure he's going to do one next month as well, but also great content like watching Starcade 87 with Arn. Come on, come get you some it's adfreeshows.com. Uh, but next week, TLC 2010, but first, uh, I don't know how we've made it this far and not talked about this. Mitch Valentine wants to know, what'd you think of the angle where Steve Austin pissed on you in 2002? And I have to admit, I even kind of forgot that that was a thing and had to go look it up. I guess at the time Austin was in a bit of a feud with, uh, with Ric Flair over the, 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 the management style of the company, blah, blah, blah. Either way, he attacks you backstage. We see him off camera. You're wearing a white polo and here comes the stream boy. Take me through that day where they come say, all right, here's what we're going to do today. Yeah, and two people that were heavily involved in it was Jack Lanza, who was like the backstage producer, and Austin himself. They both told me that they went to Vince individually and collectively and said, you know, this guy's really, really highly respected in the business with the boys and and the, the audience as well. You know, this is really demeaning. I mean, can we do something else? Both got turned down flatly. Um, do I suspect foul play and a reason in his mind to be doing it? Yes. Will it be very easy for his case to be, well, we don't want to do it to Rick. It's almost like uh, 
it's the same thing as if you went out, put Austin over, and got him ready for Rick the next next big pay per view. You put him over clean in the middle. Same concepts, just a different way to do it to go about it. Would be his argument. Could be punishment for leaving the way I did in eighty nine. Wait, really? You, th you think that this is Vince punishing you for 89? He waits a long time. Yeah, time's on his side. When he feels betrayed, he feels uh, like you've wronged him. And we were the very first guys to turn our notice in during that era. Uh, and I know he didn't like it. And uh, you couple that with, you know, some other things. But uh, do I think that's a possibility? Yep. I know that he waits a very, very long time if he feels like you, you have screwed him. And uh, I could possibly see that. It was just so degrading and demeaning if you looked at it on the outside end. I'm a guy that, hey – you know what popped up in my head when the first thing they said told me told me about it? We want to, you know, Austin pee all over you. My wife and kids. That's what I was gonna say. Do you give Aaron a heads up that hey baby, don't watch picture, the show tonight? Yeah, their picture popped up right in my head, but that's the reason I did it and did it smiling. Because they're the ones I'm responsible for. And people may, you know, think that that's not true, but everything I've done in this business, every sacrifice I've made, every time I've had guys come to me that I respect and go, don't do that. You're Arn Anderson. You don't have to do that bullshit. Just tell them no. I went ahead and did whatever was requested. Take care of my family. That's my first responsibility on this earth, and hopefully I will be able to see it through and uh, – Make sure that I keep taking care of them for a while. But I honestly believe that could have happened because it was just so personal. Do you think that, you know, I know I'm asking a sort of almost a rhetorical question, but I've heard Jim Ross talk about stuff like this a lot. Do you think Vince sort of, pardon the phrase, gets off on humiliating guys and trying to push the line and see what he can get away with? Well, he knows. I mean, it's not even a question in his mind. Anything that he comes up with that is his idea that he wants to do for whatever reason, you can say no, find other employment. Mm. If, you, if you don't say yes and do it with a smile, you may do it, but do it with your teeth gritted. He's going to know that, and it's like you didn't even do it at all. Punishment's going to be the same. He wants a blind obedience in all of his requests, and he doesn't want you to have your own opinion unless it runs parallel to his. So there was not a big argument. I know that Jack and Austin went individually and went collectively and just said, you know, it's just it's one of those that goes over the line. I think there were more people hurt and more people pissed off about it than I was because, Hey, it's a wrestling business. 
you know, sometimes things are, are very degrading. But I think the audience is smart enough to know he really didn't pee on me, although it looked the part. And uh, everything that that represents, I think the people that know me know that I've always just went along to get along. And that was just another case of it. Anybody that doesn't call me a team player or that I'm selfish might want to look at that as being a pretty good example of, of what kind of businessman I am. Well, you're everybody listening to this show's uh, uncle. We appreciate you uh, sharing your wisdom with us and telling us your stories and uh, entertaining us every week. And sometimes it's easier than others. And man, I, I don't know how we went this long without talking about that, but I'm glad we finally got the story and uh, learned a lot about you and learned a lot about Vince along the way. And we're going to try to do that again next week with TLC 2010. If you haven't already, join us on adfreeshows.com. Don't forget to pick up a shirt over at orangeshirts.com. Until next week, he is at the Orange Show. I am Matt. Hey, hey, it's Conrad, and we are out of time. We'll see you here next week for Orange. Attention, Orange Show fans. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel for your exclusive chance to get a sneak peek of our upcoming episodes and some other bonus content you can't find anywhere else. But perhaps best of all, we've even got a lot of giveaways coming your way. It's all available right now for free. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button over at youtube.com forward slash the orange show. And be sure to check out the shirts over at orangeshirts.com. There are classic designs along with the inside jokes from the show, plus tons of gimmicks over at boxofgimmicks.com. Like now we offer kid and youth sizes in both shirts and hoodies. Both you and your kid can match while you're representing double a the enforcer. There's lots of different ways to support the show and be a part of the RN community. So one more time, check it out. Hit the subscribe button and the like button right now over at youtube.com forward slash the orange show. And don't forget to check out all the swag over at box of gimmicks.com and orange And if you're an advertiser who would like to hear Arn Anderson brag about your business here on the show, it's easy. Just go to advertisewithconrad.com right now. You'll be glad you did. The most hated jeweler in America is excited to introduce you to someone very special. She's beautiful, classy, and she's brilliant. She will dazzle you. People can't stop staring at her. Meet Krista. She's easy. Wait, what? Krista is Steven Singer's most loved engagement ring and takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, 100% eye flawless, near colorless, high quality, round, brilliant cut diamond, expertly set into a classic solitaire Tiffany setting that will withstand the test of time. Krista is available. She's ready for love and ready to meet you. Steven Singer isn't in the jewelry business. He's in the love business. This magnificent full one carat round, brilliant cut diamond is only $31.98. Real jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Plus free shipping and 12 months interest-free financing. Steven's showroom is open by appointment only or go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on the Krista ready for love engagement ring. Steven Singer jewelers, real jewelry, real experts for your real love. That's I hate Steven singer.com. There's never been a better time to go to save with Conrad.com than right now. We make saving money fast and easy, but don't take my word for it. Ask Frankie Kazarian in California. Wait, the Frankie Kazarian. Yeah. The Frankie Kazarian. 
you know, one half of the first ever AEW tag team champions as a part of SCU. Yeah. The Frankie Kazarian you see on TNT on AEW dynamite every single Wednesday night, the Frankie Kazarian got hooked up at SaveWithConrad.com. He left us a five-star review and had this to say Conrad, Jimmy, and the team were all beyond Conrad, Jimmy, and the team were all beyond a delight to do business with. We wanted to do some major renovations and additions to our home that made this process incredibly easy and comfortable for us. They were always there to answer any questions we had and help us every step of the way. I cannot recommend them enough. Their professionalism is second to none. And they were a pleasure to do business with Frankie Kazarian. Well, thank you, Mr. Kazarian for the five-star review. I hope you and the missus enjoy turning your house into your home. Frankie knew what to do. He went to save with Conrad.com. He told his old mortgage company SCU later. How about this? When you go to save with Conrad.com, you're going to realize that you're currently in the worst mortgage you've ever been in. Save with Conrad.com can help though. NMLS number six, five, zero, eight, four equal housing lender. And did I mention no house payments for two months? We're licensed in more than 40 States and you don't need perfect credit. So if we can't save you cash, we won't waste your time. Find out how much money you can save right now for free. Just like Frankie did at savewithconrad.com. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra five to ten. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B L E A V on YouTube or wherever you listen.